0: Hold on. Nick, can you shut the door, Lovey? No. Thank you. Sorry? No. Oh, but her name's. Nick. Your wife's Nick, name yeah, is Nick it's as t- well. T- two people but with the same name.
1: It's very confusing. It is confusing. Thank
0: you. See you later. Right, she keeps refusing we... to
1: change, though, doesn't she?
0: Yeah, unfortunately. Um, shall I get on and play the you. <laughs> James. Hello, how are you? I'm
1: okay. I'm good. Good. I'm well, okay. Don't, don't go on about it. I've done I've done that thing. I'm, I sound like I'm very far away. It's because I'm doing housekeeping stuff. Oh God. For the podcast. Not, All right, I'm not just stuff. doing housekeeping. That's ridiculous.
0: Dusting off your microphone, unzipping your pants. Like My last week. Yeah, masturbating on the microphone. What are you doing? That's... Paint a word picture for just telling. I'm just telling people on the internet that we're recording. That's a bit like, um, say, you're at a restaurant with me, and yeah. uh, you were texting people to tell them you're at a restaurant with me, rather than just being in the restaurant with me.
1: I know. It's been said that I'm not very present. I mean, I've, I've been told, mm. after the fact, that it's been said... Uh, when I've been there, but not paying any attention, that mm. I'm not very present.
0: Because you're not autistic. I'm not. It's my not autism. Really. Yeah, it's your not autism. Nautism. Nautism. Yeah.
1: I think I don't think we've talked about it before, Uh but I'm not autistic, and you've got a bike.
0: <clears throat> I've also got a bike. I'm convinced I've been bitten by a spider on my neck, and I'm going to um, and I'm going to get like crazy spider powers. I've been. Like, I don't think that happens to everyone. <laughs> I don't know though. It Could happen. I mean, it's on the neck as well, so it's quite close to like a really important arterial vein. Oh. So you know, it go right into the bloodstream. The superpowers.
1: I've um I've been listening to the Harmontown shows from Australia, and he's really preoccupied by dangerous spiders.
0: Well, there's a lot of stuff that wants to kill you out there, isn't there?
1: You know what though? Nothing out there is as terrifying as kangaroos.
0: Yeah, they are really vicious, aren't they?
1: They're <laughs> monstrous. How did, how did it take us until that episode of The Mighty Boosh to realize it doesn't? That's true. It, I, it see, boggles I, the mind.
0: I, I usually find, um, uh, human violence or aggression towards animals. I find it unpleasant, but you must have seen the video during the rounds of the guy, uh, he's got a couple of dogs and the kangaroo is attacking his dogs hmm. and he walks up to the kangaroo and basically punches it in the face.
1: And totally it's, reasonable.
0: It's possibly the most hilarious thing I've ever seen. It's the look of um, complete shock on the kangaroo's face. I have to say, the best way to view that though is via the uh, Aussie Man review. You right, must be aware that? of Aussie Man reviews. It's a uh, uh, an Australian guy who is uh completely and utterly Australian, and he reviews things in a completely and utterly Australian way. All right. He he's he's. Possibly not as woke as you and I, but he's the, funny um, nonetheless. The only thing that I'm scares me more.
1: <laughs> the only thing that scares me more than uh, kangaroos is Australian men. you uh, Your uh, James Wakeman, like Rick 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 Wakeman. That's a reference to Rick Wakeman, who apparently is a musician. You'll know who that is. I don't. Did,
0: didn't die last year, so not one didn't. of the good ones.
1: It's noteworthy, isn't it? I suppose. <laughs> Did you go away for a second there? It sounded like you went away.
0: Yeah, if, if I sound like I've got away for a while, it's because I'm having a little puff on my pipe. Oh, do you mute your mic when you do that now? No, I turn away, but my mic's more sensitive, so I can do things in the background that don't pick up so well.
1: I uh, I just had a drink of my coffee, but I don't think anyone would have noticed.
0: Oh, I've got a nice piping hot mug of tea. This is uh, top quality uh, content we've created. Um, when... A tell tell man, me, what sort of coffee is it? Why don't you review coffee, Nick?
1: It's just a own brand. I think Tesco's own brand. When a man tells me that a, a video of a man punching a kangaroo is the funniest thing he's ever seen, I have to assume that that man has not seen the clip from Only Fools and Horses where Dale falls through the bar.
0: Yeah, no, he's funnier than Dale falling through the bar. Now, they can't
1: like, be. They categorically can't be. Do you
0: know what? I was looking at that the other day because that was doing the rounds on social media again, and it's just stripped of its context, and with it's been stripped out of context and mm-hmm. replayed so many times that it's no longer funny. I was looking at it the other day, and it's, it's just like it's just David Jason falling over. Yes, yeah, once there's you no take... context there. They're literally. They they distilled the clip down literally to the point where he sort of leans and falls. It's like mm. it's like you you know the comedy is is set up and then a payoff. Comedy isn't just a payoff. Yeah, it has to be a set up first. You're making it not funny anymore. Once you strip
1: out the uh, ten minutes of um, socio political, the stuff that basically frames it as a as a, a socio political metaphor of uh, it's him and Trigger, isn't it? Is it him and trigger, yeah, yeah, looking at the girls and that it's actually uh, making a very serious and salient point about uh, the way we are with each other today um uh, than it is just a guy falling through a bar isn't it
0: there there is some very interesting social meta commentary in that episode of Fools and horses the whole the whole aspirational uh delboy thing's got some very interesting uh political stuff going on, do you think? He I mean, he is the absolute avatar of 80s, of the 80s yeah, striver, true. isn't he? You know, the
1: There's of, him and loads of money.
0: Yeah, it, being, being sold this sort of line about, you know, whatever it was, uh, good stuff. You can have good stuff it's if you work hard. Basically, you just work hard. Uh, Why can't basically, I work hard?
1: The, uh, the whole of the Alan Sugar's version of The Apprentice is an extended skit on Only Fools and Horses, because nearly all the tasks he gives the potential apprentices are things that are straight out of Only Fools and Horses episodes.
0: I like that episode of The Apprentice where they bought all those sex dolls and they went off in the back of their van. <laughs> or the episode of The Apprentice where they painted their mates flat with glow paint. Or do you remember the episode of The Apprentice where they're cleaning chandeliers? And Granddad I was going Apprentice... to
1: say, like, you'd think that between them, because that's quite early in the series, you'd think that between them, wits yeah. uh, uh, fuckwits yeah. would would be able to make short work of cleaning some chandeliers. But no, they make yeah. even more of a hash of it than Delboy did. In that
0: scenario, though, Granddad is Alan Sugar. <laughs> right, you fuckers. <laughs> I'm gonna win it now! I don't think
1: Alan Sugar or, or Grandad ever said, right, you fuckers, on yeah, screen.
0: Alan Sugar would, if, uh, I wanted to say, um, uh, there's a guy I follow on Twitter and he always does a little. He tw- I haven't watched The Apprentice series now, but I, I mm. watch when he's live tweeting it. And the first appearance of Alan Sugar, he always just tweets morning C words. I know <laughs> that we've agreed not to say the C word. Um, fine. So, I, 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 the phrase started coming out of my mouth about halfway through morning. I realized shit, I can't say the word I want to say. I'm going to have to change this. And my go to was fuckers, which I actually don't think really was. I probably,
1: sounds more American. I needed that's, more,
0: I needed more time to bounce that around the writer's room, mate.
1: That's going to probably be what Trump said, uh, to his people. And now um, Arnie probably says uh, "motherfuckers" as an expansion of that. No. Good morning. I can't do. I can't do accent It's
0: great. It's great. I'm gonna fuck up the chandelier. and They're gonna pay for it. It's great. That's what <laughs> he said. <laughs> Is that your Donald Trump? Yeah, I guess so.
1: Everyone, every every uh, every uh, proper comedian uh, performer does have to get a Trump uh, impersonation under their belt now.
0: To be as, fair. Uh, c- my impression of Donald Trump sounds like me asking for a hot towel midway through a tricky shit. <laughs>
1: it's probably apt. Uh, can you yeah. can you believe we got to deal with four more years of this shit, James?
0: Well, we ha- we haven't started dealing with it yet, really, have we? Can you believe
1: we got to deal with another four and a bit more years of this shit, James? He Can you or- believe we got to start? dealing with this shit that we're preambling into right now, now what, at what, some point what, what, very soon what, what in the future. What blows my brain,
0: right, is is all of this shit doesn't matter. He's just talking. He, he doesn't actually hold any real power at the moment. No, it can only get
1: worse. Yeah,
0: he gets the nuclear codes in about a week or two, mate, you know? This is the guy that can't control himself when Meryl Streep uh, launches into quite a well-worded and, and um, uh, well-thought-out... Um, Protest against him at the Golden Globes. He can't. He can't hold his tongue when Arnold Schwarzenegger gets bad ratings on The Apprentice. How's he going to be able to control himself, not nuking him someone? I don't. What? He's got no self-control. He's going to kill us all. That's all there is to it.
1: The um, the uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger Apprentice thing was uh, funny because, as you are referring to, he tweeted uh, a bit of a gotcha about how the ratings weren't that good. What? Well, I don't I, they probably weren't that bad. They just weren't as good as they were at his height. You know, when when Donald Trump was doing it. Oh,
0: they're but not good. they're a, not good. Very bad. Very bad.
1: Well, <laughs> he was he was apparently he's apparently still a producer on it. Yeah. So he's um not only is he slagging off something he's working on, he's yeah. failing to observe the fact that probably the reason nobody wants to watch The Apprentice now isn't anything to do with Arnie and it's everything to do with Trump
0: he's
1: the, he's he's effectively destroyed that brand and I mean that's got to be bothering him possibly but I don't know I mean, who knows what like, I imagine being president slightly beats being uh, host on The Apprentice true um, I- was it Bob Hope who said he didn't want to be president because he couldn't take the pay cut Was it Bob
0: Monkhouse? Bob, yeah, Bob Monkhouse. He said he wouldn't quit Bob's house to do the American President. Mm Because they asked him, they said, look, Ronald Reagan, he's, um, he's old. He's not well. Will he come and be the President? And he said, no, I want to do my bingo lingo, clickety click. It's time to take your pick of the sixes. It's what he said.
1: Do you know, uh, just, I, I'm suddenly really depressed about. Oh, have you got um, a
0: depression? Oh, mate. British pop
1: culture does to uh, UK culture does to, like Bob Monkhouse, when you think about what he'd spent most of his career doing on telly, and then you think about how keen a mind that man
0: had. all oh, like still uh, crap.
1: Yeah, it must have been, it must have been like having locked in syndrome or something. Yeah. That's the first time anyone's ever laughed while saying it must be like having locked in syndrome or something, yeah. I'm certain of it. Poor Bob Monkhouse.
0: Yeah, I've started thinking about locked-in syndrome now. That's brought me right down. Cheers for that, Nick. What sort, yeah, of, we- what, what sort of weekend have you had? Well, if you're it's funny you should sort of weekend, ask me. What sort of weekend were you all about? So,
1: uh, this is Two Grown Men. Hello, listener. Uh, this is Two Grown Men. Whinge on about whatever's on their mind in in a given week. We've managed to string quite a few episodes out of this. And this is another one of those. Uh, you can find all of our episodes at twogrownmen dot That's the number two, isn't it, James? Yeah, go on in. The number two grownmen.net. dot uh, net. You can talk to the podcast at two gm pod on Twitter. You can talk to me uh, on Twitter at nixight n i x s i g h t. You can talk to James at
0: uh, James Momb M-L-M-D. on Twitter.
1: Uh, we have a page on Facebook. Just search two grown men and. We are Patreon supported. You can support us by going to Patreon.com. You can tell them I've got a little bit of coffee that's still working its way through uh, through uh, my mouth system, and um, I was just trying to, trying to catch it before I accidentally spat it out on the microphone. No. Oh, nice! But I think it was a nice catch, and I don't think the listener will have noticed. No, 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 um, totally. And uh, and uh, that's at Patreon.com forward slash uh
0: TOTP. I think is that right? That yeah. can't be right. Is pa- it as simple as that? Probably not. For whatever you do, don't go on Patreon and search for us. Because um discovery is almost impossible on Patreon. Yeah. If you're also us. uh
1: this is broadcast weekly at mixler.com uh at uh, this while we were recording it, it's Mixler.com forward slash
0: the uh, dash other dash and also, dash live forward slash and this podcast is brought to you by Lisa's Mattress. Lisa from up the road whose mattress I stole. Lisa's Mattress. <laughs> so you asked me about
1: how my weekend was, uh, yeah. and it wasn't remotely prompted by the conversation we had earlier on where you said, hey, Nick, uh, what do you want to talk about this week? Uh, I've got some stuff. And I said, yeah, we'll talk about your stuff maybe if we get to it. But I've got some stuff too. Yeah, I've got and some material
0: ve- for And you said, no, I'm going to whinge. So, you know, let's go for it. I'm not going to whinge. I just... <laughs> I'm going to whinge a little bit. So,
1: well, it's not really a whinge, because, I mean, ultimately, uh, it's uh, the whole point of uh, what, what my weekend is uh, that ultimately things are approximately the same, just a little bit worse. Um, and that's... I talked about Entropy a couple of weeks ago, or last week, or maybe I've been talking about it endlessly for the last several years. I don't know. Um, and... Uh, that's the the uh, tendency for systems to break down, uh, but over time, but my and to deteriorate, and uh, my particular preoccupation which is with the it natural
0: state of the universe is that right? Yes,
1: exactly. yeah. and um, and that my particular preoccupation with it isn't isn't so much that things break down; it's that we tend to uh, ignore that fact when we're building systems and that can be from maintaining relationships to political systems to societies to running a household to any number of different things um, we tend to think that we set it up in a way that should approximately work and it'll be fine and we can just leave it and we don't need to maintain Mm. it and and the macro version of uh, that at the moment is um, that uh, we thought we'd dealt with fascists we thought racism was sorted and we didn't have to worry about it anymore. Maybe I, think, about...
0: I think what we're going to say is, is built on a false premise. What's that? Um, the the um, systems, uh, you build them, you leave them, and they break down. You build yeah. them and you maintain them to stop them from breaking down. That's, that's my point. That's actually very. No, you. <laughs> oh, it's... sorry.
1: Yeah, well, that's kind of my point. Is that's what I'm preoccupied with? Is the constant work you have to do to keep things yeah, the maintenance at at zero. We've uh, our first person's turned up in the chat room. It's our friend David, and the first thing he's done is us. Yeah, <laughs> that's,
0: he's right though. That's nice. Can't you can't you see we're having a semantic argument? Don't. <laughs> he's he's <laughs> trying to re- he's trying to recreate the uh,
1: the Twitter comic 2016 experience where we had a Canadian there, especially for. For that purpose <laughs> to check in with us every few minutes to remind us that what we were doing is ridiculous. Are you still there, James?
0: Yeah, I'm just listening.
1: All just... oh, right, okay, anyway. So, are uh, you leaving a good edit point for me? Thank you. Um, so <laughs> I'm very preoccupied with how much work you have to do to keep things at absolute zero. Uh, or, or whatever level you drag them up to that you sustain them at that level. And, um, there's, there's always this fear underneath it that, like, we've not got enough, like, we've, uh, we're lucky, we're very lucky in that at some point in the past we were able to save up some money. So we had some money in savings, not a lot, but enough in case there was a, a disaster. But there was always this fear that, like, we're working quite hard to maintain things at this, okay, admittedly very comfortable sort of, uh, middle class, level that we're at, um, relative to other people. But um, this weekend, everything went wrong. So we started uh, on Friday, well not everything, obviously we're still alive, um, and and still married. Uh, But on Friday, we had a car, and on Monday we had a car, but no money in our savings account anymore. And at the same time, while we were dealing with all of that, and I was trying to... Uh, look after the boys on Saturday while Amy was running around buying a new car. Um, not a new car, a new to us car. Um, the, um, the, we noticed that the, what we thought was just the dog pissing on the floor because the dog, like everything else, is a system that is breaking down. That's the older one on, Um, entropy is working on her and now she just shits and pisses where, wherever the hell she wants. We assumed that she was, she was weeing quite a lot down near the down near the kitchen door where the uh, washing machine and dishwasher are. Uh, but Amy noticed that uh, it seemed to have happened a, a couple of times when we thought that we were keeping an eye on her. And so we discovered over the weekend that, as well as our car breaking down, at the same time, either our washing machine or our dishwasher or both, our washing machine and our dishwasher, crapped out at the same time. Oh dear! So it's like um all a bit uh the, the it's as if the world was trying to prove to me that this fear I've got about entropy exists because the slightest thing happened and now we no longer have a buffer we we no longer have an um a a, a safety net if anything goes wrong now the reason i keep caveating this uh with the, of course, I know that we've got it better off than most people. And most people never had a safety net in the first place. Most people don't own, um, their own house and stuff like that. Is that last week, uh, I, I realized, uh, a friend of ours was talking about, um, his custody situation with his daughter. And it's been very difficult, but it's, uh, it's just started getting better. And I was trying to show that I related to that by talking about my actually perfectly normal and happy and easy and, like straightforward situation uh with my children. And I and I I was saying it and halfway through my thing I was saying I, I realized that I'd started down a route where really all I was doing was pointing out to him that he'd had a really hard time and that 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 I'd had a much easier time. So I'm trying to count my blessings, be thankful, um, check my privilege. Um what else?
0: Um, not not give yourself any credit for the fact that most human beings feel a certain amount of anxiety in a situation, such as the one that you've just described.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm try, trying to be mindful, um, I'm trying to really check myself before I wreck myself, yourself, that's yeah. another thing.
0: Yeah, three sort of big ticket, I mean the car's a huge thing, and you're right, you are very lucky to have a buffer that you've been obviously been able to take care of it, because I've certainly been operating without a safety net for about three years now. Like mm. a pay packet to pay packet existence and it's terrifying. Mm.
1: Yeah, it's it's a bit it's a bit weird. It's funny because I never used to be anxious about this when I literally had like I I was literally my pay packet was going straight into my rent and I didn't have anything spare e- either side of it, you know, and there mm. were, there were whole periods before I met mm. Amy where I didn't even know if I was going to have anywhere to live in a couple of months for me and the dog and, uh, and stuff like that. I, I, it was never as bad as it could get. I always had a job and, and, and things like that. Yeah. But when I was living totally hand to mouth, it never occurred
0: to me to worry. <laughs> <laughs> about losing a safety net. Yeah, I got, got very worried. Got Amy was warn, warning me about now.
1: catastrophizing
0: quite but, a lot last week. Yeah, but when we're young and we live pay packet the pay packet, it doesn't matter because we're usually, we're li- you know, our living arrangements are relatively laissez-faire, aren't they? You know, I know when we were really young, you know, moving about all the time, it's just what we did. And mm-hmm. you were used to spending all of your money and it didn't matter because, you know, you know, there'd always be someone's like, the worst comes to worst, it'd always be someone's sofa to go and keep on, wouldn't they You know? If the yeah. pot really fell out. I mean, but now you're a bit older and you've got a family and you've got a responsibility to that family to keep them in the place that you've purchased to, in order to like grow them, um, before you harvest them. And, um, <laughs> and, and so it's like, it's the weight of uh, responsibility that, that's the stress. It's not, The stuff happening, none of it's none of it's necessarily insurmountable. You obviously had enough to be able to get yourself a car, you know, your your dishwasher and your your um, washing machine. Sounds like potentially they can be fixed, you know. It's but it's the stress of right. Well, what if something else goes wrong that's big? How do we cope with that? You know, what if the boiler breaks up? And it's there's so much to think about, isn't there? Shit, I hadn't even thought about the boiler. Mm. And it's going to get very cold towards the end of this week. Oh
1: no, before we, um, <clears throat> immediately before we started recording, well not immediately before, but a little bit before, I was up in the loft, I was putting some stuff up in the loft, because Amy's, uh, Amy's gone to her parents with the boys, uh, Amy's gone to her parents with the boys for a couple of days, so I thought I'd get some stuff done that needed doing. Christmas decorations went upstairs, um... <laughs> 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 I'm just looking at the chat room allowing myself to get distracted. Uh n- yes, my dog is uh, my dishwasher is shitting on the carpet. That's exactly what's happened.
0: Oh god you Oh go god, the oven's rubbish.
1: Our oven's so anyway, mm. um I was up in the loft and uh the I don't know if I've ever mentioned to you, James, or to the listener, that our loft is uh some of the lining that's supposed to protect the out the inside from the outside has gone. So you could actually see daylight a few months ago and now you can actually hear uh, when you're up there, you can hear, uh, wind whistling through the gaps in the, uh, in the, uh, tiles and it's very cold and it feels very exposed to the elements up well, there. you should definitely so, get um, that
0: sorted, mate. Sorry, what's that? You should definitely get that sorted.
1: Yeah, well, we were gonna. <laughs>
0: oh, fuck.
1: <laughs> we, we might, it, uh, it's, we are in an okay situation. We, we may be able to borrow a little bit of money, uh, from people who have, um, who, you know, from people who aren't banks, which is really yeah. an incredibly yeah, don't lucky the, don't position get, to be in. Don't
0: get the weather. Don't let the weather get into your house because it fucks your house up.
1: It does. You're lucky. You've got people living upstairs from you.
0: The weather's still got in our fucking house because they don't maintain the guttering on their part of it. So the weather decided to come, and that's why our kitchen's so fucked, mate. Because oh. all the water, all the water got into. Have you not noticed how much like water damage there is in my kitchen? It's completely fucked, and it's because we haven't been able to afford to get it sorted. Um, and their gut was fucked for ages. So, yeah, no, I've got a fucked up kitchen, thanks to my upstairs, or the owner of my, my upstairs flat.
1: You'd hope they'd insulate you, wouldn't you? You'd hope there'd be insulation. Yeah, and we weren't and insured
0: against it. It's fucking bullshit. Life is a fucking conspiracy, mate.
1: And that every now and then you might get to hear them fucking. That's another thing. Uh, David's mum has squirrels in the
0: walls. No, oh. her, his mum has surreals in the walls. She's got oh, right, surreal okay. walls. Oh, he's S- correct. Squirrels. So I never made come um, type.
1: I was reminded of something that you very reassuringly said to my wife in when we were at our old house about rats because oh, right. we've got some um, bird feeders up yeah. in uh, in our tree here yeah. and um, and. I'd noticed that, like, we'd seen a bird eating from there uh, before, uh, but I'd noticed that the fat balls were going very, very quickly, but the peanuts and the seeds balls. weren't going at all. And um, that's one of my, one of my reputations that I think it you've is. put about is yep. that I've
0: got fat balls. It's my
1: favourite thing. They're, Your
0: lovely big balls. Tiny little balls cold, it to everything balls. else,
1: I'm certain of it.
0: Um, it's like but a, um, Amy said
1: she saw a rat eating the fat balls the other day, and I'm torn between, um, wanting to keep feeding the rat because, you know, they need to eat and yeah. being totally grossed out by it and, and wanting to get rid of it.
0: What did I say to but Amy? You,
1: you told my wife when we saw a rat at a previous house, mm. at a previous house, that there are always rats around. When you see one, it's just because there are so many of them they can't manage to hide anymore. Yep. <laughs> Which, she really appreciates
0: it, really. So, thanks yes. for that. Yeah, she's, yeah, but she's m- not been able to forget that. The more you know, <laughs> it's true. It's a massive rat problem in Southampton, but there's a massive rat problem in pretty much every city in the country. You have gotta get a cat, mate. I mean, to be if we fair, could train it,
1: them to do rudimentary tasks, it wouldn't seem like such a big problem,
0: though, would it? To be fair, you get a cat, it will kill all of the bird life as well, but the cats will uh, fuck up the rats. Oh, um, right. oh, my Frankie boy he likes to kill rats.
1: I was thinking about Toxoplasmosis gondii earlier today. You Do you think you might have some of that? What? Do you think you might have Toxoplasmosis gondii?
0: What, is that the stuff that comes out of their piss? What are you talking about?
1: It comes out of their poo, yeah.
0: Oh, right. It's disease comes out of their piss, doesn't it?
1: I don't, does it?
0: Yeah, no, they carry... They, have you ever heard of... Um, although, they think they've disproved this now. But, you know, there, there was a mass extinction... A mass... Exti- or a, a, a mass um, epidemic in this country a few hundred years ago. I don't know if you've heard... Like, rats are uh, generally thought to be quite bad news, Nick. I'm surprised oh, it's news they? to you. Yeah, yeah. No, I was thinking of cats. Uh, toxoplasma Toxoplasmo, oh, yeah, no, this yeah, make brain you go blind. parasite. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it makes you go blind, that shit, doesn't
1: it? It can do, yeah. but also
0: it, it, it can make you more predisposed to having cats. Yeah, isn't
1: that funny? It's, it's very peculiar. Yeah. And they get it from mice, yeah. and in mice... It makes the mice more reckless and attracted to cat urine. Yeah. It's almost it is
0: like a Star Trek um, villain of the week, isn't it?
1: So next time anyone's wondering how it's possible to get huge chunks of the population to vote against their to to vote against their own interests, it's probably a brain parasite.
0: Yeah, probably. You say that odds are Probably um, is.
1: What were you doing a few weeks ago?
0: Uh, it's Christmas, wasn't
1: it? What were you doing a few weeks before that? Look, I'm trying to segue to your thing, but I'm having a bit of trouble because it was ages ago and I've not let you talk about it before.
0: Oh, right. Okay, that was really bad. Uh, so, yeah, back in, gosh, no. That was an awful segue. We're so pressing on, yeah. we? Oh, apparently, um, I, uh, I'm i just remembering now about the um, uh, toxoplasmosis by. Apparently, if I remember rightly... It can make like human beings more reckless when they're crossing the road. I am just picking it out of the out of the air there, just because it's uh, a memory I've got. What what
1: about chickens? Does it make them more reckless when crossing the road? No, no,
0: no. They they just like to do it for the thrill, don't they? Hence the joke. uh,
1: By the way, there might be a. uh, It's not. There's a sort of pilot, sort of standalone episode, or uh, made by two podcasting friends of ours. Uh, called, is it called Stace and Barry in the Morning? Uh yeah. By Stacey Taylor and Barry Nugent. It's worth a listen. Bit of pop culture talk from them. It's good. Go Google that. I might have got the name wrong, but I mean, I'm sure you'll find it. You're very clever. No, you
0: haven't. You've got the name right. You know you've got okay. it right too. I
1: don't. I haven't got it written down. I'm doing all this out yeah, of my memory, which is in my brain. You, you
0: know, you, and you, you've got a Toxomas miss up there, haven't you? I've memorized
1: the next bit as well. Have you? Yep. Yep. You sent me a file earlier on today and I memorized it like him off community or him off, um, really? criminal minds. Yeah, it's not, really? m- not my autism because I'm not autistic. Um, <laughs> but yeah,
0: yeah, I've memorized well, it all. I keep meaning to say to you, you and I should go to the casino with you, your not autism. <laughs> so, so a few months ago, um, my friend, who I've known since I was sixteen. Um, we got to know each other at Catering College, um where we were both learning to be chefs, him more successfully than me. Um and we kinda of bonded. And over the years, you know, like friendships do, we you know, we've gone separate ways on occasion, but we've always seemed to sort of get back in contact. Um and mm-hmm. um he uh, got married to um his partner, um Haley. Um, in November and he asked me to be his best man which was a real honour and something I never thought I'd get to do actually it's one of those things that, sort of in the back of your mind you always I always felt it would be nice to be asked hmm. um, that someone would think highly enough of you to ask but um, I didn't think it would happen and um to be honest with you with the anxiety I feel about even doing the most rudimentary things at times I was worried whether I'd be able to do it at all but Paul asked me, and uh, back in November, I did it, and I think I did a decent job. Um, uh, uh, possibly the most stressful part of it, though, is having to write a speech. Mm. And it sort of pressure on you to be funny and have a couple of digs at the groom, but also at the same time be sort of honest and touching about how nice an occasion it is and how lovely they are as a couple, which mm. um, it, it was easy to write digs at him, Paul. It's quite the character. Um, his his nickname for many years has been Angry Paul. Um, because, <laughs> yeah, he sounds great. Yeah, because he he gets crossed quite easy. But, um, he couldn't
1: have had a name that started with something that wasn't a plosive, though, could he?
0: Yeah. What? Pl- what? No. Nothing doesn't matter. No, i I need to sort out this mic because I plosive um uh, another word beginning with P on it. Uh, where was I? Um, you were so, yeah, uh, you were you were rod- working out the
1: exact way to talk about being asked to be a best man that would really uh, tap into my um, anxiety and sadness that I will never ever be asked because you were married when I met you and nobody else would want me to be.
0: Okay, fair play for making it about you, but um, yeah, um, I had to write a speech, and and the build up to the speech was was super stressful. Um, the reception was held in a pub near where they they live, which was open to the public still. Oh, God. Um, and there'd been some tension in the afternoon. There were some family issues and stuff had gone on. And uh there was some talk about us not doing the speeches at all at one point. And it got round to about nine o'clock and his brother was like, right, we've got to sort this out. We have to do the speeches. So myself and his brother rounded everybody up. I ended up having to do the emceeing for it, so I had to get everyone's attention. <clears throat> and first off, Haley, uh, the 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 bride, her father didn't say an awful lot, but he said a few words. Um, Paul at this point was quite enraged uh, at uh, there, there's some there's some stuff and some history that it's not fair um, for me to go about here, but was was really quite miffed uh, about mm. the quality of his speech. Um, and and Scarlett had come right to the front of the crowd to watch her daddy do the speech after Paul. Paul Paul and jeffed and Jeff the whole way through <laughs> his his speech. Scarlett definitely learned at least three to four new words uh, that day. Uh, she so that must was, have known
1: them already, surely.
0: She yeah, he, even outright just completely went over it because he he really it was expletive ridden. It was really quite impressive, um, but also very touching, very heartfelt. And then. Uh, I had to do my speech, uh, which I actually prepared rather than just winging it. I did actually write something down and, and think about it. Um, I must admit I didn't read it out verbatim. So I, mm. I had it there to reassure me and make sure I was going through the points. But, um, I, I thought uh, it might be nice if uh, I sent it to you and, uh, maybe we could, uh, we could pick the bones out of it and, uh, see how I did.
1: I mean, ordinarily, when people ask me to, uh, adopt to something they've written, they do it before they're actually going to perform it, but we can do this. This is fine. Uh, no did edits. you? Uh, no edits. <clears throat> say again? No edits. No, you want me to do some edits? No. Right, so it says at the top, speech, uh, yeah. exclamation mark. Did you actually shout speech? Before you started doing it?
0: No, um, I've got OCD. I have to give everything I write a title, whether <laughs> it needs one or not. Okay, cool. Okay, so can I, can I just sort of uh, briefly say, uh, every piece of advice I, uh, uh-huh. I read, um, it said you should go with an opening gag. So, do you want to do the opening gag? Yeah. <clears throat> oh, you're going to do an impression of me, aren't you? I'm
1: not. I'm going to try not to, but it's okay. difficult, isn't it? Have you not noticed, I've been a little bit bolshy since we started talking about Alan Sugar earlier on and that was kind of in in preparation I'm aware that many of you will be from the north (laughs) I'm aware that many of you will be from the north of the country here to celebrate with Paul and Hayley today Thank you for travelling and please do tell me if I'm talking too fast for you Went down very well Did you say it really slowly? Went
0: down really really well yeah I did did it did they like it oh there was a small ripple of laughter I mean to be fair they were being more kind than anything else I was disappointed I think I could have gone for a stronger opening gag I think it's a good one I suppose
1: I mean you've got it wouldn't be you if you didn't it's very personal to you uh, sticking it to northerners yeah well I'm told I have to introduce myself
0: Fucking so Are you I'm gonna James. do it like that the old way through? I can't handle listening to you like that the old way through. Do you want me to do it in my voice? That's weird. Yeah, well, I don't know. It'd be less weird, because I can't. I can't handle your. Okay, I'll, I'll do then. it in
1: my. I'll do it in my. I'll do it in my voice. Okay. Okay. Uh, I was just. Do you know? I. I. It was a mistake. Um. Uh, <laughs> it was a mistake of me to listen to uh, the comedy Bang Bang, uh, twenty sixteen. The first of the uh, best ofs.
0: All right, just yes, just
1: while doing this. Because all I'm really crushingly aware of is that, um, is that I don't have as... anything to bring to this. Yeah,
0: neither <laughs> of us are as funny as Paul F. Tonkinson. There's <laughs> no, no, is. no, no one is.
1: I'm told I have to introduce myself. This See, if I deliver this better than I did my speech, mm. which you heard me do, so you have me at a disadvantage, sir.
0: Mm.
1: Uh, I'm told I have to introduce myself. Were you the only best man? Yeah. Alright, oh, okay. I, oh, I doubled up, uh, just to have, um, what's the word? Contingencies, uh, redundancies. Because
0: you don't trust when, people. Sorry, go on. Because you don't trust people. No, it's, uh, I went with a
1: family member because they were bound to turn up. And, um, it's not that I don't trust people, it's just that people are eminently untrustworthy. Ah, uh, oh, I see. Uh, anyway, back to the speech Uh, because I'm not going to be able to edit a bed under this, so we do have to announce when I'm back to it. I'm told I have to introduce myself. So I'm James. That's going to be confusing for anyone listening.
0: Just roll with it. It's fine.
1: So I'm James, and Paul and I have been friends now for 25 years, since we met at Catering College. (laughs) You know, when I read this through earlier on, I swore that said Kettering College. Yeah. I totally read it as Kettering College. Yeah, we
0: went to Kettering College, because Kettering um, begins with a C.
1: Yeah. Uh... We formed a friendship through a shared love of music and avoiding hard work. Although, as Paul will tell you, I was somewhat more successful than him in that respect. Brilliant. Absolute gold. Sorry? Gold. That's gold. I think it was. I think that's a great line. Uh, He eventually qualified, bracket, albeit at a different college, close bracket. And frankly, the less said about me, the better. We're all here to talk about Paul. You keep mentioning yourself, though, James.
0: I know it's almost like you wrote it.
1: If uh, (laughs) I deserve that, Uh, brackets. If Paul calls me out on the library, which he did, what what's that a reference to? So,
0: um, there came a time at Catering College where I decided I wanted to skive off, but unfortunately, uh, my parents' shift patterns meant I couldn't go home, so I used to go to uh, Eastleigh. Because I admit, because back then the government paid for you to go by rail to college, right? So the taxpayer funded me to basically go. To Eastleigh every day and sit in Eastleigh College Library and read until about two o'clock in the afternoon. Read books about Alistair Crowley. Oh,
1: and oh God! We, though it's Eastleigh, they should have been paying you.
0: I, I can remember so little as well about. I I know he was a man, but I read I read so much about the dude. I was fascinated by him at the time. Alistair Crowley. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: There was probably some weird supernatural uh, brainwashing thing that yeah, went on. Maybe. That while you were reading it, it it, it erased all of the salient um, yeah. information from your brain until such time you need to be activated. I, by I de- have
0: I have though got a shrine to Baphomet on my uh, in my <laughs> my bedroom. Is that normal?
1: No. Okay. But a lot of the things that go on in your bedroom
0: <laughs> aren't normal. <laughs> That's true. I have got mad skills.
1: So Eastley Library Eastleigh is library. Uh, right. As you rightly mention, much of my time was spent in the library in Eastley rather than turning up for lessons. You're a better cook than me as a result, but on the other hand, I can read. Brilliant! Sick oh, burn. Man. Sick I burn. feel a bit. I feel a bit bad that I was doing that in a stupid voice because that's a good joke.
0: Yeah, it's a sick boom, was not it? I got quite a good laugh from that.
1: Although you transitioned... Oh, no, you were, you were talking to Paul at that point. That's if he calls you out on the library. That's right, yeah. All right. Did you arrange with him in advance that he was going
0: to do that? No, I knew he would.
1: Oh, he's very predictable.
0: Oh, entirely. When it comes to, when it comes to uh, rubbing my nose in the fact that... Because he thinks it's hilarious that rather than going and learning how to cook, I wanted to go and read books. Because generally, I think the idea of me wanting to go and read baffles him. Fucking hell, there's
1: loads of this. I, what I find interesting is this bit that you have left almost completely to chance is the bit that I would have struggled the most with and mm. would have to have written down. It's in brackets. You've written... And in bold. Compliment the bride and bridesmaids. I'd be like, uh, the bride has a lovely pair of bridesmaids. Oh, that would have been um, good, yeah. But hands she, out gifts. But one of her, is that the one of best her, man's one job? One of her
0: bridesmaids was like a daughter, so I couldn't really have made it mucky. Oh, All right. Yeah. To be fair, I the, um, what you've got to remember, Nick, as well is I know how to be nice to people.
1: I I just I, I'd 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 need it written down yeah, just to be absolutely certain. I had two best men, and one of them spent the whole time talking about he did his whole speech was mainly about uh uh the importance of family and um lots of the more embarrassing stuff about uh me as a kid that was my cousin that was brilliant. and then, uh, and then the the other one my friend James spent his whole speech talking about how amazing my wife was so um they they split up the uh they split up those responsibilities between them. Which makes more sense, I think.
0: Uh, you know, I'm pretty sure you got complimented and were told you were a nice person by both of them. So, you know, I
1: don't. I don't remember. You really may be remember. selectively remembering. Uh, anyway, anyway,
0: there's loads of this. How long did this? How long did you do this for? Oh, I was talking for about ten, fifteen minutes, think. Shall I? Shall I? Um. Shall yeah, I press only because on? there was, you know, it's not like you're going to be reading it straight through. There aren't going to be interruptions like there were when I was speaking.
1: Yeah, that's because it was an open pub.
0: Yeah, I, 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 sorry, I've got nothing for you there. I don't. Yeah, it wasn't presumably there. No,
1: presumably there were members of the public there. I wasn't getting you, heckled there?
0: by. I wasn't having to do sit put downs to drunk hecklers. I mean, they kept. <laughs> we had a little room near the back that was sort of like it was still part of the pub and not open to the pub, but you know they were leaving us to it for the most part.
1: All right, good. Uh, there weren't people uh, fights breaking out over the pool table and stuff like that.
0: No. Oh, no, okay, almost
1: good. It's an honour to be asked to be I almost went into your voice again then uh, my version of your voice it's an honour to be asked to be Paul's best man and the speech a responsibility I've taken very seriously it's about you again <laughs> I've spent hours on the internet <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> sorry hang on I I thought something thought of a joke I heard earlier on. No, this is. I was That's actually it. laughing at the Ru- thing I Ru- just read.
0: Ruin my joke by talking about another joke. This is like the boom, boom, boom. Jokes are plenty here, mate. Three big balls straight out of the cannon.
1: Yes, um, <laughs> uh, I've spent hours on the internet, and once I'd finished with that, I decided to look up advice on giving a good best man speech. Yeah, I did a wanking joke. I can, it can tell you're a performer. Yeah. Um, according to the sites I visited, it's traditional to fill my speech full of embarrassing and sordid tales from his past. Unfortunately, as both our daughters are present, I've been told by my wife that I have to keep it clean and not humiliate Paul. Which is a relief, I suppose, as I'm not sure that I'd want to be up here talking to you for two hours. Dot, dot, dot. I remember question the, mark?
0: the ellipsis and the question mark was more about me thinking about stuff.
1: Oh, okay. Mm. I see. Uh, I mean... I could have told... Uh, I see, you told them you weren't going to go on about it, and then you did. Yeah. That's classic, isn't it? Yeah,
0: it's bait and switch.
1: I mean, I could have told you about the time we were pulled over by the police on the way to the Rhythm Station. <laughs> What's
0: the Rhythm Station? Uh, it was a club up in Aldershot that did uh, Happy hardcore on a Friday night, drum and bass on a Saturday. Oh, uh, it's not like
1: it, it's not like an ice cream shop, but somewhere where you go and buy
0: Rhythm from. It's somewhere where you used to go and take Eckies.
1: All the time paul fell through a roof trying to break into his bed set do you know i there was a a point when i was up in the loft earlier on mm. i was trying to be clever uh because the way you have to do the uh, ladder it's one of those segmented ladders yeah. and um because it's right over our stairs it's yeah. a really tight if you do it properly so that it clicks into place it's really tight to get into the loft at the top yeah. and it's really tight at the bottom so I figured I'd just allow gravity to hold it in place instead. Mm. So I didn't attach one of the things. And then when I was up the top, once my full weight was on the top bit, yeah. um, the bottom bit started sliding up into the, funny that, <laughs> sliding up into the top bit. And, and, the, and I didn't, uh, it took me a few seconds to realize, but I was actually dangling from our um, loft and was quite worried because my phone was, I didn't have my phone with me. <laughs> Which is
0: a shame, it would be nice to for someone to
1: have filmed that. Yeah, yeah, it was a bit worrying. I was actually worried. I mean, I don't know why I'm joking about it now. I was terrified. <sighs> um, how once he managed to argue at such length with a ticket inspector about his lost ticket, he convinced him it was the inspector's fault. Wait, what's the statute of limitations on something like that?
0: I don't know. I didn't really look into oh. it. I was very tired. We'd oh. been, it was my 21st. And we'd been up to a like a rave all night, so it was about sort of seven o'clock in the morning, and we were all, all coming right. down. So I, I I think that might have been why the ticket inspector let him through because he looked a fucking stay.
1: <laughs> or maybe why he crashed his car in the McDonald's parking lot, or even what he really got up to down
0: the precinct as a kid. Now the McDonald's, <laughs> but I won't the McDonald's parking lot right is a really really filthy story. You're fucking up my timing now. You're fucking up my timing. All right, I was just... Delivering your timing. Okay, all right, go on, go on do, the, do the joke at the end. T-
1: Look, I, you can ask me about those later unless Paul pays me off in the meantime. It's not that good, it wasn't that funny. I am... Um, not long after I, I passed my driving test, I reversed into uh, one of those trolley parks in the Sainsbury's near your house. Yeah,
0: I'll tell I'll tell you once we finish recording uh, why he was in that parking lot. Uh,
1: unless he pays you off in the meantime.
0: No, no, no! I'll definitely tell you.
1: Oh, good. Okay. Unless I think unless he's listening,
0: I... in which case he bollocks me and I won't tell you. But I don't think he is, so we're golden. Uh,
1: I think it's best if I try to give you Haley a pi Oh, give you Haley yeah. a picture of the man that I know. We can swap notes afterwards. Ellipsis. <laughs> So what can I tell you? Question mark. Well, even though Haley, you know Paul well, maybe I oh, see. I can imagine you presenting this oh. and it being fine, but I keep missing commas and stuff. I got my well, y- even got though you're wrong. Well, even though Haley, you know Paul well, maybe now you're married. A quick biography of the man I know might be useful to you. It's not. It would have been useful, like when she first started dating him.
0: Yeah, I know, but um, I am I, aware of that. But I was writing a speech and I needed a way of getting okay. into my remembrances of him. <laughs>
1: That's a segue, I see. Uh, Paul has been well-travelled over the years, moving all the way to Winchester when he was 18, check later, to pursue his twin dreams of being a waiter in a restaurant whose clientele had an average age of 94 and seeing if it was possible to drink a city of that size completely dry. Ooh, Ooh, that was a long sentence, but I think you probably landed it okay. Uh, To be fair to him, he succeeded in the first and gave the second a good shot. That's the drinking. Nights out with Paul were always eventful. Paul knows how to have a good time and would always make sure we were enjoying it too, whether we wanted to or not. After a time, though, things did take a dark turn. Into a story, then. It's it's kind of halfway between your voice and my voice now, isn't it? Um, An amalgam, if you will. For some reason, Paul decided he wanted to get on the fashion of the time for intimate piercings. There are various reasons, I understand. For having that part, there are various reasons I understand for having that part of your body pierced, but Paul's reason is it is cock.
0: Well, why don't you read it?
1: Uh, okay, but Paul's reason was made often and horrifically clear. I can't
0: believe as you hadn't read this uh, ahead of time, I'm really offended.
1: As for some time, it became his party piece. I lost count of the number of times I turned round in a pub to find him gleefully showing his ring to un- unsuspecting pub goers. It really is true that once seen, some things cannot be unseen. Thank you, Paul.
0: That that got, you know, that got a good laugh. I The thing is, hmm.
1: there was a moment there where I thought, shit, do I know Paul?
0: Yeah, you do. Uh,
1: You've met him. No, I mean, aside from around at your house. Yeah. But it turns out, no, men who get their cocks pierced... Hmm. That's their whole thing, is they use it as an excuse to show it, their cocks yeah, to strangers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, the one guy I knew who used to do it, um, he uh, always... He would... He was... Oh, God, he was an awful person. He'd he'd get talking to people, and then he'd insist on mentioning his piercings yeah, to people, obviously. even if they hadn't yeah. even been talking about piercings. And then, whether they showed an interest or not, most of the time, not at all, he would... Um, uh, fab, not fabricate, just, yeah, just completely fabricate a, not only would he show them mm. his cock, whether they wanted to or not, he would fabricate this sort of exasperated, God, the thing about having a cock piercing is everyone asks to see your
0: cock. <laughs> and he did it every time. Oh, Paul was brilliant with it. He was pretty brazen. Paul, as a younger man, hey, I still think he's a handsome chap, but as a younger man, he was very attractive, indeed. Um, and, um, also very charming with it. So uh, it, I think it would basically be as simple as, I've got uh, my cock pissed. Do you want to see? Uh, <laughs> and, and quite often, he would solicit a positive response.
1: Well, that's... I was talking to someone just the other day about uh, this guy um, who, like, this was when I was in the sixth form. There was this time when a whole bunch of us were, like, men and women were, or boys and girls, I suppose, were um all around this really big table and he was saying that the the way to get out there and get off with people or 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 to meet girls was to just play the numbers. Um and he literally went round the table in full view of everyone at the table, went round the table asking each girl in turn if they'd snog him. And a couple of them slapped him, a couple of them just told him to fuck off.
0: And then eventually one girl actually did. There you go, he was right, wasn't he? Yeah, he was absolutely
1: right. He was an arsehole as well. Mm. Um, not as well as Paul, I, as well as the guy I knew who showed off his cock piercing to people. If I remember right, Paul's quite nice, isn't he?
0: Oh, boy, well, I'm very fond of him, yeah. Bit of a temper. Yeah, but you've never seen that.
1: No, I just, I've heard people talking about it. Me. Yeah, uh, earlier on, yeah. quite recently. Yeah. Um, I'd like to tell you all how that turned out for him. The, the cock ring thing but as we've just eaten you'll have to ask him yourself you see the thing is I know that while you are writing this maybe not while you were delivering it while you are writing this you were thinking the joke works from a traditional joke or like banter standpoint yeah. but also I've just been talking about his cock ring for the last two paragraphs yeah. and so if people were going to be put off their dinner by it it would have already happened by this point oh, no, there's like we, a meta he got an
0: infection Oh, so it got worse. Yeah, yeah oh, okay. so I'm having a little sort of jab at him going, Hey, your dick went me, mate. You get the people who'd be put off by hmm. Do you know, I I found out on the day that his uh his parents had no idea. Which was <laughs> brilliant. Right, okay. And he and he, he at one point he gave me a poor desk and said, Don't you fucking dare I went, Yeah, I'm gonna do oh. it. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Paul had. you asked me to be your best fan mate I'm, that's the best story about you I've got in the bag, I'm going to use it Paul had many jobs in the catering
1: business, for a long time working in a local pub, which gave him a great deal of time to fully engage in his hobbies of drink and being drunk, as well as closely acquainting himself with a number of the locals. By the late 90s he acquainted himself with so many of the residents that he decided to move to Spain
0: Did he kill someone?
1: No, don't answer that. I I want it to be a mystery. Do you know, he um <laughs> Once...
0: he, he um he rented a flat off a um off a bloke who'd been in like in the army, but also possibly done mercenary work. And oh. uh, he found a box of fucking horrific photographs. Oh yeah, really. Oh, it was horrible.
1: There's a statute of limitations run out right on that?
0: I would be amazed if the guy's still alive. It was twenty years ago, and he looks like he looked like even back then he had advanced cirrhosis of the liver. So.
1: Was he an army bloke?
0: Uh, yeah.
1: Might he have been a sergeant? Uh, Was it 20 years ago today?
0: Oh, it wasn't Sergeant Pepper. And he didn't teach oh. us to play anything. He taught us to fear humanity. <laughs>
1: well, that's kind of teaching you to play uh, 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 the the game that you would end up playing the rest of your life, which is terrified, giant terrified man. I'm terrified and alone. Once, you're not alone. Anyway, you're not alone. Uh, once in Spain, yeah. Paul continued to indulge himself in his favourite interests. Sadly, although we've known each other for a long time now, there have been periods where we haven't been in touch. Being old, we lived in a world before emails, texts and running water. So when he moved abroad, we briefly lost contact.
0: Little gag, is It's good.
1: Yeah, I like that. Uh, over the years, I've been told a couple of stories of his time there, and for the sake of this speech, it sounds as though it's a good job we lost touch. I'll just say this. Until he told me, I had no idea you could do that with a chorizo sausage and Spanish omelette. Hang on. There's a comma missing there, but that, 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 oh. that's niggling. Don't worry about it. I'll just say this. Until he told mm. me, I had no idea you could do that with a chorizo sausage and Spanish omelette. You ruined
0: that. Did you that pronounce was, it right? That was such a good gag and you completely ruined that. I delivered it much better I, than the
1: did. Did you? Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not as funny as you. Clearly, <laughs> now... Clearly, now happy that the dust had settled and uh, the bodies had been buried and etc. Uh, etc. Cetera, et cetera. Paul returned to the UK and changed tack. He—it's uh, a naval reference there, I like that. He, well, he first worked at a recruitment.
0: Sorry, he came from. Um, he, he was living near Gibraltar, which is um, obviously uh, uh, was a military, um, a naval stronghold for the British.
1: Oh, okay. He first—that's a reference, is it? Then. No. Okay. He first worked at a recruitment agency. Isn't that funny? I always think that's funny that people work at recruitment agencies. Recruitment agencies normally find jobs for other people, don't they?
0: What is it with peanuts on airlines?
1: I could only assume that the profession wasn't widely hated enough as he then moved on to become an estate agent. Uh, during these years, when talking to people about my friends, Paul would always be introduced as, yes, he's an estate agent, but it's okay. I've known him for years. The
0: crowd was littered with people from the estate agency world.
1: Excellent. Did they take it in good humour? Yeah, it was all right, yeah. Uh, he dealt with great many clients and worked for more agents than I ever imagined existed. Changed jobs a lot. Moving on... <clears throat>
0: Sorry? Changed jobs a lot.
1: Right, okay. Moving on from job to job, demonstrating his eagerness and passion for the profession. At least I assume that's why you change jobs more often than most of us <laughs> change our underpants. Um, Sick burn. Most people change their underpants more often than than you and I do there, James. Oh no, I change, I change
0: mine at least by daily. Really? Yeah, twice a day. That's what I that means. Unless I've
1: sold them, I'll normally leave it a bit longer than that. Um during this time I remember Paul picking me up to go out somewhere I assume drinking was involved. I opened the door to get into the passenger side of the car to be confronted with a full no hang footwell. on. The the a full foot footwell. foot yes, footwell. A footwell covered in the 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 side of the documents card. George, you can write uh, foot- this stuff,
0: but you can't read it.
1: <laughs> to be confronted with a footwell covered in pr- promotional headshot photographs of the children's TV presenter Terry Nutkins. I'm going to allow for that typo because <laughs> the sentence was so delightful. Is this about um the mercenary guy? Was he working for him?
0: No, no. This is just. Is this
1: why we haven't seen Terry Nutkins on? I'll tell you he's for a while because
0: he's dead did it, Paul assassinate it, well, him? Terry Nutkins is legit dead, isn't he so was it around this time yeah
1: no it was <laughs> Paul explained and... to me that he had Paul explained to me that he had sold his mother's house, and Terry had given him the photographs as a thank you. Paul sold Terry Nutkins' mother's house yeah, not his own mother's house.
0: Well, I think if you read that straight away, it'd have been clear. That it okay. was Terry well, he we're been... referring to. It's just because you left. Well, he him... must have been. Can I? Can I finish? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, go ahead. Go on. Go ahead.
1: Well, he must go have ahead. been very go grateful.
0: Go ahead now. Go on. <laughs>
1: uh, there's no one in the chat room now. Um, this is literally just
0: us doing this for each other. I thought I thought we were recording two grown men. <laughs> we are, but um, anyway. Are you, well, he must you, have been you,
1: very you grateful, there the must have been two dozen of the pictures in that car. I'm sure he would have been delighted with the love and care you lavished upon them. I think it speaks for your uniqueness, unique the uniqueness. <laughs> I can't say that word, though. How many estate agents travel around with cars chocked full of photographs of beloved kids' TV presenters? Now, Nick, did
0: you? Are did you did... insinuating that he gave Terry Nutkins a hand job? Maybe. Did you enjoy that little anecdote? <laughs> I did. I liked yeah, it. Th- that absolutely died on its ass. No one there did knew everyone... who Terry Nutkins was. It...
1: Is everyone uh, as enamoured of B-list pop culture people well, as we they're are? They're either
0: like? too old or too young. There was mm. no one in the sweet spot who remembered Terry Nutkins <laughs> apart from maybe Paul Haley and Nicola and myself. <laughs> it was freaking dead. I know what it's like to die on stage during that particular, um, that per- I, cause I managed to cut it a bit shorter, um, on the night. But yeah, I was quite pleased with it. But, oh. No, they they, 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 a couple of people came up and went, good speech, Jones. Who the fuck is Terry
1: Nutkins? This is one of the most you lines I've, uh, the next one is one of the most U lines, and I love it. Good. It, I, it, it, actually. I won't laugh out loud, but I'm laughing right, inside. Okay. Uh, having sold all of the houses in Southern Hampshire, <laughs> it's time for Paul to move again. It's so whimsical. You're so cute. <laughs> uh, this, this <laughs> time to Croydon, where there are many opportunities <laughs> to sell more people more houses. I visited Paul on a few occasions, which were often eventful. Him and his dad... He said about your 30th, the better. Him and
0: his dad almost, <sighs> his dad almost got arrested on his 30th because they got pissed up and got in a bit of a barney. It's
1: just the director's, director's fucking commentary. And
0: I was I was told under pain it's of cliff death...
1: notes for I, your was, I
0: was told under pain of death not to actually elucidate any further on that particular story.
1: Well, luckily, fewer people listen to the podcast than were probably there, so... Um, I remember well us spending a very happy night in a Mexican restaurant, eating far too much very spicy food, which made the trip we took to Ikea the next day a far from happy experience. Were you going there just to watch couples have arguments? That's what we sometimes do. No, it
0: was um, like there wasn't an uh, Ikea anywhere near us. The Croydon was the nearest one, so it was a bit of a, uh, like, in a cultural away day. Oh,
1: okay, Nice. Mm. Knowing now what I didn't then, I can only recommend avoiding making a trip to the busiest shop in a hundred mile radius with a raging hangover and chimichanga wreaking havoc in your stomach. Eventually, Paul came home to shun for... Fucking hell. If you like. Could you
0: be any worse than reading this speech?
1: And <laughs> moved into a nice family home and started using it as an ageing bachelor pad, <laughs> And moving into a nice family home.
0: The family were quite distressed to begin with. Oh, see, that was the line. Maybe I should have got you to yeah. one and edit.
1: Sorry. To help pay the mortgage, Paul took in a number of tenants, all of whom he mer- murdered <laughs> to various levels of success. Some of them. Paul must, be, Paul must be a joy to live with, as so many of them left, because I assume they were just too overwhelmed by his many fine qualities. <laughs> After a succession of happy customers, Paul took in... <laughs> Oh, I'm torn between this version of him that, that's an assassin and this version of him is just a sex worker. Sex workers aren't innately funny, but in this instance, the juxtaposition is amusing me. Paul took in a tenant that would change his life. But once a short course of penicillin cleared that up, Haley moved in. Um. Oh, I didn't know this was how it worked out. It soon became clear that his new tenant was becoming something more than a housemate, and their relationship bloomed from there. See, so the power dynamic here. Mm. I mean, has anyone ever talked about this? What? He was the landlord.
0: Yeah. He, he was her landlord. I don't go into it too much because it gets referred to again, and I don't want you to. I don't I don't want joke. you to spoil any payoff that there may be later. Let's go into okay. this. Let's go into this in a bit.
1: It soon became clear that his new tenant was becoming something more than a housemate and their relationship bloomed from there. Like anyone in a relationship, the path wasn't always without its bumps, but it was clear to all of us who knew Paul well that this one was different and Paul was becoming a changed man. Hayley is a person quite unlike any I've ever met. Always engaging, interesting and full of compassion for others. A more different person from Paul you couldn't hope to meet. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> That's good, I like that. Once the road became smoother, it was clear that Paul had found the yin to his yang. Or oh, the yang to his yin? I'm not a theologist. <laughs> and I can't imagine a couple that so perfectly complement each other's strengths. I should just, for the sake of, um I mean, this is just a taste thing obviously but yeah. i the thing about strengths i wouldn't have been able to help then then saying something about um weaknesses afterwards just because it's like that's how the the rhythm of it would work for me but i mean yeah
0: but I, 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 this... I was in the complimenting bit i couldn't have you know and i'd already given him a right zinger in the previous one
1: yeah yeah this i mean this is this is fine this is fine um it's fine for you i mean it's <laughs> Obviously, their commitment to each other was made perfectly clear years ago, especially after the birth of their lovely daughter, Lola. I have to also compliment them on what I think must be some sort of record being set here today. I'm still waiting for official confirmation, but I'd like to offer my congratulations to you both for having the world's latest shotgun wedding ever. <laughs> yeah, I think... I think the,
0: Because the... I think the word ever was totally redundant there.
1: I... I mean... I... I'd be really surprised if they're the only couple who had a baby a long time before uh, they got married in this day and age. Oh, no shit. So, um, oh, seeing you here yeah, so
0: happy... i delete all that bit then.
1: I'll bet you softened your tone for this bit. Um Seeing you here so happy today, surrounded by your loved ones, is such a lovely occasion, but there is one question I have to ask you both, as I'm sure we're all thinking it. Does Haley still have to pay you rent? <laughs> dot 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 question mark paul has always been a very important friend in my life hang on i'm just reading ahead
0: oh it's just sincere this bit
1: paul has always been a very important friend in my life so i feel entirely comfortable suggesting that um he forced hayley brilliant
0: improvising go on
1: No, it doesn't matter. And yes. You know know my weakness for improvising. Over the last 25 years, he's always been there when I needed someone to talk to the most. When push comes to shove and the cards are down, Paul moves heaven and... The cards are down. What does that mean?
0: Um, I think I was just using cliches at this point.
1: All oh, right, I think it's chips, but okay. And the cards are down. No, Paul the cards moves cards heaven too. and earth to be there for those most important to him. A more admirable quality I certainly can't think of. Seeing him meet someone who seems to complete him so absolutely has been wonderful to experience, and I've never known him as happy and content as he is now. Mind you, given it's a wedding, it is just possible he's drunk. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, raise your glasses, etc. Glitchous ellipsis, etc. ellipsis.
0: I like that. Yeah, it went down all right. That's good. I was pleased. I was fretting about it so much. But yeah, it went down okay on the night. Do you wish that you'd
1: got to do all the speechy stuff about how lovely a day it was and all that before all of the, um, like, stress earlier on?
0: I had to edit a lot of the stuff. Because it it was written, um, I'd supposed that we were going to do it after the wedding breakfast. But it wasn't. Uh-huh. I say until about nine o'clock at night. So there was a couple of bits so I had to kind of edit around. But yeah, it was that. Yeah, what did you say?
1: And was some of the audience fuming at each other?
0: Uh, <laughs> no, the group on this lovely de- on this lovely day
1: full of harmony. I'm sure we can agree that all of us here are are happy to see. Uh, these two blah and like meanwhile the two families are
0: oh no I I, or, I wrote it knowing that there was likely to be a little bit of enmity Tens- going on so tension I see okay yeah okay
1: I like that that's
0: good yeah. <laughs> it was funny I enjoyed listening to you read it did you appreciate my my reading of it I'm, I'm amazed um, how few typos there were in there actually I was I was
1: brushing over quite a lot as I read I think right. no that's not true I use commas when I'm well, the when I'm t- wordful. When I'm, when I'm doing something that I'm going to be reading, mm. I'll, I'll put commas in place because I can't trust myself to mm. know how a sentence works when spoken. Yeah, I, I knew the speech pretty well by the time I did it. When did you write it? Because I wrote my speech, my wedding speech the morning of the wedding.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, th- those are different things. The, the speech I gave at my wedding, uh, mm. I busted it and I completely ad-libbed my speech. Mm-hmm. Um, which I loved. I tell, you, I was, I was, um, I was handed the, the, a brilliant opening line. I'd been to watch Saints play in the FA Cup the month before that had happened. It's 2003, Correct. the year that Saints got to the FA Cup final. I'd got a ticket to go to the Cup final, um, and went to see them. And my opening line was, um, the, something along the lines of, um, I'm really pleased. As you, as you know, Saints played in the Cup final a month ago. I've got to be honest, I'm delighted we lost, so I can say with uh, full honesty that today is the greatest day of my life, (laughs) (laughs) because obviously if we'd won the cup, that'd have been better, because I already loved Nicola.
1: Yeah. wasn't, I mean, uh, I've heard stories, wasn't that the first time Wankula reared his head as well? Maybe.
0: Yeah, that night.
1: He he inhabits you when you're improvising.
0: Yeah, (laughs) he did. "Ah." Oh shit, I'm letting people behind the curtain, (laughs) I don't think people realised. Yeah, but he's on a different show, isn't he, so... Yeah, that's true. He's never been... And, he's, and there isn't... He's never been on this one and he will never be on this one. <laughs> um, that was lovely.
1: We have overshot
0: our load. Well, to be fair, we, we do say so, we broadcast till 9.15, so actually, we've been entirely truthful. We're we bringing it home on time. Yeah. Also,
1: we started a bit late because I'm a cock end. Yeah.
0: But a lovely cock end. I love you very much. I really did enjoy listening to you read that. That was good fun. I enjoy you, James. Ooh not as often as I'd like you to.
1: He uh listener we're this is two grown men we are available on the internet at uh 2gm pod on Twitter um 2 net on the internet where all of our previous episodes are there mostly with uh show notes you can uh subscribe to us on your podcatcher of choice i'm sure mm. and you can also um give us money that sounds weird you can you can support us on Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash TOTP. So if you've
0: got a spare pound so I can buy myself a beer.
1: Is it TOTP or TOTP audio? It's TOTP, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Uh, people who uh, give us uh, $2 or more a month uh, get to uh, get a special podcast that James records with his lovely daughter Scarlett, who is better than all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, the most recent one of those just went up. Uh, a couple of days ago James got it to me a little while before that but it just went up yesterday I listened okay. to it
0: today she sounds super cute in this one I think
1: yes she's uh,
0: she's her attention's like she's more focused on the actual microphone yeah now. I picked her at the right moment as well but also because yeah. of the way the mic's set up I can get the mic closer to her and it's her own mic so <clears throat> she's not nice. having to re- remember to talk into the Yeti mic it's all yeah it's good Good, good. I like my song. Should we say goodbye? Have a look at it, it's really exciting. Okay. (laughs) Should we say goodbye? (laughs) Definitely. Um, Bye bye, Gracie.
1: Bye.